Good morning, Mackinac. Welcome to the opening day of the 15th annual Grand Proving, where teams-to-be compete with all they've got, putting their skills and lives on the line to join the elite ranks of the one and only League of Ultimate Questing. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ, servant of the Nexus Enterprise, and a small, well-dressed man who will be spending the next 10 hours on the edge of his seat. With me, as always, is Stormclad Thundertongue, LUQ Veteran Supreme. Storm, are you as excited as I am? Kip, I've been through this song and dance almost half my life, and I gotta tell you, I still get a little choked up on Proving Day. These kids are here to give it their all and commit themselves to a life of danger and adventure. Gods damn it, I think I'm gonna get all misty-eyed. And for good reason, Storm, my friend, this year's Grand Proving will surely prove to be one of the grandest we've ever had. The Nexus Enterprise has spared no expense making sure this will be a heart-stopping, action-packed free-for-all, and a keen glimpse into the coming year of adventure entertainment. And this is the biggest damn meat grinder I've ever seen, Kip. 60,000 sold-out seats, 100,000 square feet of arena, damn near a million gold worth of magical doodads and enough high-tech killing machinery to wage a war. Well, Storm, let's get comfortable. It's going to be a long day of action, starting with some all-star performance pre-shows, including Thrash Bash Slash Cash, Arcadium Symphonic, and so much more. Don't touch that scrying stone, get a box of tissues ready, and prepare yourself for a new year of the League of Ultimate Questing. The wind blows in from the summer storm off of the maiden's heart, slamming into the cliff faces of Brightwater Bluff. And there at the bottom of a very rickety old tower is a long stone dock leading to a wooden luxury ship with lights coming from the captain's quarters. Inside, there is a beautiful meal laid out, custom to everyone's tastes. A long wooden table, everyone having a seat. And there at the head is this strange man in a gray suit with frilled lapels tucked into his coat and a ballroom mask made of leather. He sits cross-legged, sipping some wine, and addresses the group. Well, how is everything? Please dig in. Don't be shy on my behalf. I put a lot of work into this meal. This is outrageous. Can you believe this is so good? Who did you do this? He's a very talented chef, and I do my homework, and I hope you make note of that. Uh, my compliments to the chef. <laughs> Please wash it down with more of Valkyrian King's Ale And he says, pouring out a very famous Dornish Ale And you, how are your goose eggs? I swallow a couple of them whole nice. just... <laughs> I picture your tongue just like wrapping around some And pulling them into your mouth I don't think alligators can extend their tongues You're a dragonborn I guess that's true, yeah <laughs> Well, you guys dig into your meal a little bit And you all have some beverages brought out to you as well That kind of complement them very well I'm certain that you have several questions And I'm willing to answer some, but if we want to get your paperwork in to take the grand proving, we're going to have to move with haste. So for the time being, I would like a little bit of faith. I will let each of you ask me a few questions, and I will answer them completely honestly. But time is of the essence. Why I have are all you the paperwork. so interested in us? Because you are the kind of team that I've always wanted, ever since I decided I wanted to become a patron of the League of Ultimate Questing. The team I've always wanted? You mean bad team? I raise a scaly eyebrow at that comment. <laughs> you all have things in common, things that I believe will make a good team that I can invest my time into and have faith in. And what do you think we have in common? Well, let's just say the four of you were not paired together by happenstance. I have fingers in many pies in the city, and I have to have friends, and perhaps a little face time behind the scenes with the uh, paperwork signing of the League of Ultimate Questing. What other teams have you sponsored? I have not sponsored any. I haven't found the one that matches my credentials yet. Hmm. The things you have in common are none of you listed any immediate contacts in the area, or even family listed in general. None of you are from the kingdom. 
You're all very far from home, and it seems like none of you have listed much about your backgrounds at all. Are you sponsoring us or kidnapping us? (laughs) None of those. I want people who can commit their time. I want people who won't have things weighing them down, things like children or wives or family. I want people who have something to prove. And you're all very different. You're all out of place here. And that resonates with me personally in many ways. I think perhaps with me at least, you might be overestimating my un- uh, unwillingness to work with you. You understand we were willing to work with criminal tiny men mm-hmm. and two powdered idiots. As I said, I set those jobs up intentionally. I didn't just manage to pull these off out of nowhere. This took work and planning and time. I already knew where the ledger was. I knew that the blade was safely rested down here. I spoke to Sir Edinburgh a long time ago. We are office children wandering in dark. I am okay with whatever you suggest. I know the city very well. I've spent over two years here and made many contacts in that time. I think uh, Chris leans over to uh, sort of whisper talk to Harthax and say, I I think we should do this. It's a means to an end, right? What would a patron do for us? Well, you see, each team needs a patron because sometimes adventuring groups tend to cause damage when they go out and do their thing. Legal repercussions happen. I will take all of the paperwork on for that. Should you guys go into debt, I will foot that bill. Of course, your money is your own and you're expected to use a good deal of it for funding your own team, but I will be behind the scenes. I will be finding you your jobs. I will be making your contacts, helping with PR, and we will all have a contract together. If you guys are removed from the team, then it can be held against me, and I may not be able to get another team in the future, depending on how egregious your crimes are. I trust there is some kind of limit on the amount of resources you can pour into us. As I said, I put quite a bit of money into getting this all together. I'm not broke, but I'm not flush. Hmm. And we have a large bit of coin here once you guys return these things. We have, what is it, 500 for jobs you gave, were given for the sword and for the ship. Uh, this sword was 250, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he pulls out the paperwork and looks over everything. So that's an extra 250 gold plus the 75 I left you in the sewers. We were also promised improved equipment on the, on behalf of this uh, knight person we, for the sword. Yes. My plan is that if you sign on with me today using this contract, tomorrow, for the rest of the evening, you guys can go out. I have some shops in town that I know personally that can help equip you and outfit you. It sounds like you have a friend with the blacksmiths. So you can return the things, get your money. Give me a thousand of it, and I will finish the paperwork. Keep the other 250 plus the 75 to equip yourselves. Possibly flare up a little bit, get some nicer clothes. You want to present well in the scrying cameras. Can I see this contract I so I can pretend Thanks. I know what it says? Certainly. And he offers it to all of you. And it's a very straightforward League of Ultimate Questing patron. It says Maven, and it has a number next to it, like he's been issued, a specific team number. Um, and it has the information about the team, each member on it. And it shows that they were going to work together until the contract is eliminated, which will be submitted to the League to be terminated if they want to end it. So you have the option to terminate it if the group gets together and chooses such a thing. Is there any squidgy information? Um, there's a little bit about the legal repercussions of things the team can and can't do. Um, Things like destroying property or actively harming another team if you guys aren't currently on a quest. So like if you're fucking with other teams while you're not on the job, you can be penalized for that heavily. If you're on the job and you're competing with another team, you're absolutely allowed to fuck them up however you want. Anything about seizure of assets or forfeiture? Um, There are things about you guys going into debt based on property damage which the patron will take on legally. Um, You are not allowed to use any magic item. You have to have certain ones that you're given as a team rank. So very rare artifacts. If you guys got your hands on them, it would throw off the balance of your team. You have to be approved for such things. Whoa. But simple magic items at this point. If you join and get a novice rank, you can use like plus one this or that. And that's all in the contract. Yeah, it's pretty pretty well there's basically like talks about a source book and he can offer a a pamphlet of information if you could decide this evening that would be beneficial and we can get the paperwork and get you out to the proving grounds it's a trip it's going to take some time i think chris searched for the nearest pen and just 
super eager to write. No, super beautiful man, to... please. Perhaps we uh, huddle up to give the impression that maybe we make good decisions. I don't want to rush you at all. I want this to be your choice, and I want you to want this. What can I do to prove myself to you? Any other questions, things about me personally? I think we need time to consult. Certainly. I will go above deck and have a cigarette. And he steps out, sets his wine down, drains it, and goes out the front door and gestures for the chef to follow him. And... Artem looks like really like put together until he, the moment he leaves the door and then I'm just going to try Yes. Absolutely yes. Is there any reason to say yes, no? Definitely. Yes. Kind yes. <laughs> person, yes? Yes. <laughs> what, uh, what would it make the difference for this patron versus another? Exactly. He's not powder idiot. He's not a tiny man. He's not racist. This is all good. <laughs> yeah, that. You may confused. Heruthak nods, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do make a good point. Plus, he's also close to powder idiot. Worst case scenario, he does something uh, questionable. We uh, take care of problem. I mean, the bottom line is he was smart enough to get all of this for us. So why yeah. not use him? I am a little nervous as to how he knows the food I like. I wonder what else he knows, maybe. <laughs> Good point. I want everyone to roll me a perception check, please. Okay. Yeah. What is my Natural friend? 20. Natural one. Ooh. 15. For a jump. Five. Nice. Um, well, with the natural 20, you definitely make it. Um, and even the 14 is enough. It was at a 15. Either way. Um, you hear what sounds like two very loud and large thuds coming from outside the cabin on the deck of the ship. You're, you know of boats. Is this normal boat noises? Um, I'm not quite sure. It sounded like a body. Then you hear a scream. This definitely is not normal boat noises. <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, Arvid's definitely going to go charging towards the noise. So you're first out the door. <gasps> you're like, <laughs> I picture you still have some bison like, oh, in your oh. mouth. Just like... uh, Chris finishes his drink and then follows Arvid. All right, so the storm wind immediately fills the chamber and blows out the candles, knocking some of the paperwork off the table as Arvid just like boots the door open and you step out onto the deck of the ship with a gentle rain pouring and a strong wind. So as you step out onto the deck of the ship, you see the two guards clad in black leather that were standing there dead, crossbow corals stuck in their neck. Um, there's no sign of Maven, but the hobgoblin chef lies dead with a knife wound across his flank, laying out on the deck. There are two figures getting off of a small canoe that seems to, or a little rowboat of some kind, um, that's teetering and rocking, probably big enough for like five or six people, uh, against the dock, just off the map where we see. And uh, there's a group of people who are all stepping either off of it, moving forward with loaded crossbows, or on the deck with weapons out. And they all have kind of grayish slate-colored armor, um, light leather or cloth of some kind, and they all have a painted black stripe of black leading from their lip to their chin. The one in front has a fully shaved head, um, and you can see hanging around his neck what look like three long pieces of silver that look similar to the badge of office that you saw on Sir Edinburgh um, that show that they are for a castle guard, the, the tower guard of Lucinelli. But he has three of them, and they seem to be bent and bottled with blood. Trophies. Oh, fun. <clears throat> Why do you swine kill the beautiful cook? He makes excellent food. And the, uh, the shaved-headed man says, Everyone on this boat's dead or I don't leave. And he pulls a heavy cudgel off of his back with like a, a metal ball at the end of it. I guess you don't leave. Where's the ledger? None of your damn business. And Chris unleashes a thunder wave at him. That's initiative. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody roll initiative, please. <laughs> Christ, your states of awake and asleep have been blurring drastically for the past year. 
At this point, you find yourself most frequently somewhere between the two, aware, but heavy with sedation. Dull to the pain present in your body, unable to stand from the soft, simple bed in the tiny stone room with no exits. They've been putting something in your food for ages now. Your aversion to the food makes you just as weak as consuming the drugged rations. Your constant state of hallucination has made retaining memories a guessing game. A small green bead of light traces a rectangular line in the nearest wall facing your bed. You're fairly certain that this is real. A door folds itself out of the smooth stone and a figure enters. The dim light makes him nothing more than a silhouette. His energy and his smell are familiar, and as is the squeaking of the wheels of the small handcart he pushes into the chamber. You're awake, my child. I'm... I'm so very glad. I see that you're still not eating. Well, no matter. I have and will continue to forgive you. There's always tomorrow. Always. You feel his weight as he sits down on the bed next to you, leaning in close to get a good look at your face. You're too weak to move away, or even raise your head. Your face is a tangle of long, dark hair tangled with a rough, patchy beard. He remains a dark silhouette hovering over you. There they are. Those beautiful eyes. Highlight of my day. He says, brushing your hair out of your face with a soft hand. By all the gods in all the realms, you are so beautiful, my son. Ever since you came here, you've given me new hope for the future. You are my light, and you give me meaning. I think today might be the day. His hands slowly move away from the bed and grab a long pair of metal rods from atop the small handcart. Long clamping tongs he uses to deftly pick up a sparkling shape from the top of the trolley. As he lifts it upwards, it enters your view. You think you've seen it before. A polygonal fist-sized chunk of sharp crystal. It seems to shift as the points extend and warp like a heartbeat, as though it were alive. With another careful hand, he removes the dry-caked bandage from your chest, revealing an open wound below your neck. Sucking in his breath excitedly, he moves the crystal to be hovering over you in his tonged grasp. The points seem to pull downward, as though it's moving towards you of its own will. With a practiced, well-timed hand, he lowers it and releases it. And with a flurry of sharp, extending points and vibration, it buries itself deep into the open wound and seems to spread out its shards like the roots of a tree. You can feel your lungs filled with shrapnel, and the humming energy promises to shake you apart. The pain is barely dulled. Your scream comes out like a dampened moan of resistance. But it's already taken root. It's already made its home. My, my, my! Look at this! Look now! Oh, it's taken a real liking to you, my child. I can't blame it. You're absolutely amazing. I love you. So very much. So, at the top of the round, we have Chris, who initiated the combat, which makes sense. And you see what you see before you. There is a group standing there with weapons out, ready to go, crossbowmen on the dock, and you have just emerged from the door. So, feel free to take your movement and cast your spell if that's what you wish to do. Yes. Uh, these dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Can I... Those other two are dead bodies, so you don't really have to worry about injuring them. Okay, so I can be, like, right here and thunderwave this. Uh, you will hit those two, yes. Yes. Chris right. runs up and is like... And I'm going to make two constitution saves versus your thunder wave. 
Oh, the the young lady rogue who seems to be there with two twin daggers and her hair pulled back into very tightly wound braids going all the way down her back. She failed. Um, the larger gentleman with the cudgel uh, and the shaved head, he got a 20 total. So he oh. succeeds. Go ahead and roll your 2d8 damage. Okay, 2d8. If I can find my 8. This is an 8. Yes. That is a 4. Correct. And a 2. All right, sounds good. So she is going to take, that's a total of six for you, yes? Yes. Um, the fun fact is, though, based on where you are at, she gets pushed back 10 feet, which is going to fling her <laughs> off of the boat. <laughs> and she's going to make an acrobatics check to land on the dock and not in the water. Um, the gentleman is going to take three damage, and he's just going to take his ground, like gripping against his heavy weapon, being slid back a couple inches on the wet deck of the ship, but not moving otherwise. And Chris yells, sorry, love, but I don't play with my food. Um, so go ahead and move her back onto the dock, and she's prone. So she has fallen down. She's prone, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Right. So yeah, she goes flying off of the ship and just slams into the stone. Um, the two crossbowmen next to her look up in fear, like, oh shit, what just happened? Uh, next in the initiative, we have Arvid. Um, Arvid calls out, I hate archers, and goes directly to try to, um, we're going to try to jump over the mess here and just oh, get That's the Herothax miniature. Oh. So it's the large one with the sword. I understand that you might have gotten confused about which one was Arvid. Arvid does not have enough speed to get there unless you want to double move and end your turn in front of them. I, I was actually intending to end the move in front of them. I thought you'd make me uh, do like an acrobatics or, or wait, athletics check or something. I, I will. I was just counting out the movement to see what your total plan was. So you want to leap off the boat onto the dock? I'm happy, yeah, jumping onto the dock and mm -hmm. it's okay if I end up just kind of erg. I like it. So go ahead and roll me your athletics check to see how well you leap from the deck of the ship onto the wet stone dock. Just kind of erg. <laughs> erg. <laughs> I'm just going to erg them hardcore. I enter a rage. It's definitely a barbarian <laughs> noise. Uh, 12 total. That's good enough. Uh, I thought you were going to fail on that, but you made it. Um, and you're not raging, you're just landing. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So you land with a heavy slam in front of these two and excuse shark. me? She lands with what? I'm pretty sure she landed with an erg. <laughs> well, uh, and now these two people who were surprised for a moment ago are now terrified because this large creature with a big sword just jumped in front of yeah, them. Yeah, body lands and then another body lands and the other body is angry. Okay, so that makes it the enemy's turn and they are going to act very aggressively. Um, the fellow who is holding the cudgel is going to take two steps forward to slam it very hard into Christ, who hit him with a big spell. Oh, no. And he says, black tongues leave no survivors. And I got a nine. Ah, I believe that misses. It does indeed miss your armor class. <laughs> um, the one who is behind, he's going to run forward with two daggers and just try to throw each of them at the two of you. Ah. One at Herifax and one at Artyom. Uh, Herifax coming at you with a 14. That'll hit. And Artyom coming at you with a miss. Hey. Glad I didn't use wording flare. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, you take two points of piercing damage from the dagger. Got it. So he throws it out deftly. Um, and the two with the crossbow are not going to be able to shoot very well because they have an Arvid next to them. Yeah. Uh, but one of them will try to shoot out of combat at Christ, who flung their ally off the deck. Um, since he's adjacent to you, I'm going to give him disadvantage. Oh, no. Uh, I got a 17 with disadvantage. Uh, so if... It equals it, does it hit? Or it has yes. to be greater? Mm -hmm. I want to hit your armor class. Okay, damn. Does that, okay. It just happens. It does happen. You take six piercing damage. Oh, okay. It's a big, big hit. Yeah. Um, I'm down to four. And the other one does not have the ability to, so he's going to just try to shoot Arvid point blank, and he misses. Okay. Um, the young lady behind you is going to stand up 
and ready herself and get a new dagger out because hers fell in the ocean somewhere. And uh, surprisingly, from the back cabin, another one of these chin-painted black-tongue rogues comes tearing out of the door. And he has a wicked grin on his face and he says, Surprise! (laughs) That makes it Artyom's turn. Uh, Could you describe the guy that's in front of me again? One right in front of you is a pretty heavy-set guy, wide shoulders, uh, kind of a half beard, and then the paint on top of the hair of the beard. Just looks like a local human. Okay. Uh, Weapon-wise, he's good. He had two daggers, and now he's reaching for another dagger. Okay. I thought he was just coming at me with a swinging cot or something like that. Okay. Ah. Um, Can I uh, hand crossbow, step forward, stab him? Yes. You can separate your attacks between your movements. Cool. Then I will do precisely that. Precisely that. I don't have an advantage. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What time of day is it? It's night. I mean, it's dark. We're in a storm. You don't have disadvantage. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I I should have taken that into account in the market fight. I forgot. Uh, I fail with the crossbow bolt. Okay. Pretty humiliating. He ducks out of the way as the crossbow goes tearing over his head. I mean, unless 10 does it. (laughs) No. No, sir. And a natural 20 on the the short sword. sword. Nice. So go ahead and roll me. Uh, Have we gotten any crits in the game yet? I think I have. Okay. We'll just do 2d6 plus your dex mod. Cool beans. I think somebody crit something. Sounds about right. 10 plus my dex mod of three. Ooh. So you move forward and you just gut him. Oh. And you see as some of his yeah. blood spills down through the lattice work of the wood of the ship. Yeah, tip him over. And he's just bleeding out into the belly of this ship now, laying over these boards. That's uh, for he, the cook. And your, sword is just, <laughs> and your sword is just wet with his blood, quickly washed away by the rain. Haruthax. Looking around and having a dagger currently sticking out of their shoulder, Aruthax is going to sort of wave a hand sort of across themselves and the swirling patterns on their sort of belly are going to like start moving and shadows are going to darken and form a sort of armor-like appearance. And I use my armor of shadows, Eldritch Invocation, to cast Mage Armor on myself. Sick. So my AC goes to 14 now. Fantastic. You got that that glowy tum-tum. not going to move. But I am still chewing on a bunch of goose eggs that I shoveled into my mouth before we came out here. <laughs> Just kind of doing the gulp thing. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to swallow some rocks later right. to get that going. <laughs> All right, we are back to Christ. They now have this, what appeared to be a lead rogue um, in front of you with his heavy cudgel. Mm. Bearing his teeth at you. Well, uh, I feel like this scary event has activated Christ's shard hide. Mm, of course. Yes, yes. So that is your action, and suddenly the crystally, tinkly energy surrounds you as you just kind of hum with this energy, shielded from what could be harm. Yes. Would you like to move at all or stay there? You would oh. provoke if you move, but your AC is higher now, so you have the option. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay there. That sounds stay. smart. Yes. All right, so two of the party have activated their mage armor abilities. Harvid. Ah, uh, yes, so now is time to rage. Mm-hmm. A, a big old shout. Ah! Oh, yeah, e. thanks, guys. I think I should... Well, I'm definitely going to go for the archer right in front of me. Sounds and good. Probably a regular attack with the curved sword. Perfect. Go ahead and roll me that D20. Would you like to use reckless attack? I was thinking about that. I, I should pop it out. It's new. You should try it. Should yeah, try so you're going to roll 2D20 and take the highest for your advantage. What? But keep in mind, they and will have the same for gonna you. they're probably going to take me down dude all of them <laughs> that is a hit yeah so you're gonna do me a d8 plus five damage i assume you have your shield out i do yes i was well aware of what was gonna happen out mm-hmm. here <laughs> 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 it's gonna be a seven but it's uh it's definitely not it's still a big six damage to this one yeah he does not like it he looks very wounded he's not a strong tough boy uh would you like to do anything else 
you're, you're kind of surrounded. You're like wet with rain and in a rage surrounded by these, these black tongue rogues. You have movement. Yeah, I was thinking about taking just a step back for uh, the sake of like being in a better position. You can, and the reason why is, I mean, you would have been able to anyway, but they can't get attacks of opportunity because they have ranged weapons out, and you need to have nice. a melee weapon in order to take your attack of opportunity. Yeah. She, you didn't leave her threat range. You just stepped up next oh, to her. Oh, okay, great. Great. Like so you up. take a step back. You've also given them a no longer disadvantage to shoot you. Well, one of them anyway. Oh. But that makes it their turn. So the one in front of you, the leader, is once again going to try to attack Chris with his heavy cudgel. Taking a big swing at you, and he misses horribly as it reverberates Ooh. off of your armor. So as he's swinging it, that's when it triggered, and it smashes, and it's like he's hitting a force field of this crystal hum. Huge One who is on the, the, the young lady uh, is going to try to stab you in the side with a quick shank, because she has dagger in hand. And you are adjacent to one of her crossbow friends. So if this hits, she's going to sneak attack you. Oh, no. It misses. Uh, you turn and block it with your shield. There's now a dagger stuck in your new... Actually, it doesn't stick because you've got that new metal shield you picked up, right? Uh, so it just clangs off and the two crossbowmen are going to do their thing. One of them is going to take a shot at Hyrothax because he has a clean line of sight on you. Okay. Uh, I fumbled. Nice. So that's great. Going to hit my percentages. I got an odd one. Nothing happens. He just misses. <laughs> uh, it just sticks into the wood next to you and he says, fuck. Um, and the other one is going to take a shot at, I guess, Chris. He's going to have disadvantage still because Arvid bears down upon him. And with disadvantage, I have a 12. So once again, the mage armor (sighs) saves your butt. (laughs) Um, And in a surprise play, uh, the rogue that ran out from the back cabin comes running forward and buries both of his knives into the back of the black tongue facing Crist. Oh, what? A twist. Um, That is a miss for the first one. Oh boy, was it a miss. Luckily he has advantage because of a special thing. And that is a 13. I need to check. AC 12, that hits. Uh, so he's going to get a dagger attack off on that guy. And he deals him five damage. Where'd you come from? And that makes it Artyom's turn. So we've got dude who just stabbed Black Tongue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming he intended to do that. And that that's our guy? You're looking up at him? You get a quick wink. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I'll buy it. <laughs> In that case, I'm going to step forward. He's looking pretty bad. He does look pretty bad, yeah. Okay, uh, then I'll just hit him with the Sacred Flame. That sounds good. I'm just going to kind of, uh, for a moment, just kind of raise my hands and pull the clouds apart and mm. let just kind of a, a ray of light shoot out for a split second. Ah, yes, just a little goatsy of sunlight. <laughs> just, a, just, just a little <laughs> of sunlight. What's wrong with me? That's a, that's, a, that's a deep, that is an internet deep cut. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it's a deep cut, all right. Oh, oh no. Uh, I, got of, a, I got a 19. For the podcast listeners. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No. Uh, uh, I'm don't not, I'm not doing it. anything. Don't Google <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Um, but you do, in fact, part the clouds. Sunlight beams down, but he pivots, and it kind of sears a little spot on the ship where he was. And he, he done dodged it. The swine. Artifax. All right. Arvid looks okay down there with all the... Arvid looks very much in his element. <laughs> all right. Uh, in that case, then, I, I guess I will just target the uh, the big guy. With, <laughs> like uh, it's like five against one, and right. Arvid fighting three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just target the big guy with a toll the dead. So I'll mm. um, I'll sort of reach across and you see this little bolt of shadow reach across to the ship and I just yank it tolls the ship's bell, mm, which nice. reverberates kind of. Creepily. But this is like a dandy ship. So it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with a weird like haunting echo. All right. Well, I rolled a 12. He has a plus zero. So okay. that's a 12. That is a fail because my spell save DC is higher than 12. It's 13. So that's a D12 necrotic damage. D12 because he's already taken damage. Very Dear much so. damage. Six. 
All right. So the little tingling seems to echo into this like haunting and it reverberates around him and he just falls to one knee as this blood starts pouring out of his ears and eye sockets and he uh, slumps to the ground like heavily breathing but clearly downed. So we just went full Skrillex right there. It's <laughs> just the dirtiest bass drop. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Darude Sandstorm starts playing. <laughs> okay. Dude, I love this world. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Sandstorm, Chris. Um Chris will cast a frostbolt on uh, Miss Assassin. Oh, okay. And I assume you mean a frostbite? Frostbite, yes. No worries. That is a fail. For Ooh. certain. So you're going to do me a D6 cold damage, a please. D6. All right. Oh, and it's oh, a six. Oh, hell. Well, yes. she would have gotten disadvantage on her next attack, but you kill her. Um, <laughs> as the rain actually like solidifies around her, and instead of just falling to the ground, her feet and upper body are just encased in ice. And Arvid, next to you, you see the figure like frozen and just wheezing with permafrost all over their body. And Chris says, I really don't like people playing with my food. <laughs> Excellent. Arvid, the two crossbowmen before you remain standing. One of them is injured. Uh, Sparta, kick. Sparta. <laughs> Sparta, <laughs> kick. <laughs> I was thinking about throwing somebody. I, oh I enjoyed that last time. Do it. Uh, throwing could be Arvid's thing. Yeah. Just toss them. Just <laughs> suplex <laughs> them. Suplex them off the thing. Yeah, I find that there are a yes. few things in this world that can't be solved with a good suplex. <laughs> yes. You can also throw one at the other one. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. We'll grab this because I walked over to this one. So we'll grab yeah. one to my left. I yeah. will throw at the archer to my right. Excellent. All right. That's going to yeah. be an opposed athletics check. You have advantage because you're raging. It looks like it was anyway. So roll twice. Oh yeah. Uh, Two elevens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Which, that's with a plus five, so it's 16. Say, yeah, plus a bunch. That is barbarian. definitely enough. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let you basically, you're doing a five foot shove, but just kind of in the air, mm. uh, hitting into each other. So they're both going to take a D4 bludgeoning damage. What's the chance that the one that got hit just like falls off? Uh, depends on how much I roll on the D4. All right. So the one you threw is going to take just a point, and the one also takes a point, unfortunately. Mm. You did manage to hit both of them, and it does not kill the crossbowman that you had initially hit with your sword. But they're now both injured, and they're both going to attempt to not be knocked prone by your big, big throw. Um, that's unfortunately cocked because it was a one. But the one you threw is prone. The other one keeps his feet. Very, very effective. <laughs> image is hilarious. <laughs> just like, toss him and he bounces off, lands on the ground. <laughs> The other one does, like, slide back. He's pretty strong, um, but he does not get knocked over. Uh, and that makes it their turn. So, uh, the one who is up on the deck is going to jump down to be beside Arvid, and he's just going to try to throw a dagger at that guy. He only has two, so he's down to one now. Uh, nope, that's a miss. And you hear a voice next to you say, Blast! And that means the crossbow guy is just going to try to shoot Arvid, who's right in front of him, like, No, 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 no. And I have advantage because you used reckless attack. Well, you only threw last time, so that doesn't technically count for reckless attack. It went away. You have to declare Dang. you're reckless attacking. But I, I hit you anyway. Yeah, you tossed him very carefully. Yes. <laughs> you can't really reckless attack a shove mechanically. <laughs> uh, three points of piercing damage reduced to two because you're raging. Okay. One, I guess, yeah. Uh, Arvid laughs about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. It's just, it's just cute. <laughs> Uh, the sadness of dealing one damage with a crossbow. I just love the idea that it sinks in. You're just like, okay. <laughs> you tried. Uh, Artyom. God, everybody's all so far away. They're, they're all on the dock. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, well, I mean, there's no real reason I can't just use Sacred Flame again. But I guess I want to get myself in a better position. So I'm going to move mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. midship, um, kind of facing the dock. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess I'm just going to drop that. Well, actually, the dude's prone. 
One dude's prone. One dude's just standing there. Correcto. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which one looks worse? The prone one. The one that's prone? He's been hit with a sword and then thrown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lay down a a sacred flame on him. Uh, This time, instead of, um, instead of like pulling the light down, I'm just going to like pull out like a magnifying glass or like a lens and just hold it up Mm -hmm. and just like the ambient light just kind of focuses in and uh, burns him like a fucking ant. Sure. Well, I got a six for my deck save. Oh, sick. Uh, That's that's delightful. That's a 1d8. It is. Sexy. That's that's unctuous. I love it. (laughs) Did you say unctuous? You know, oily. <laughs> that was the word that was uttered. That's the word that was You're uttered. Welcome. Okay. Unctuous, the new two. day. <laughs> two is enough to finish him off. Oh, shit. <laughs> As he looks up and just sees a light beam down onto him and he goes, no, no, and kind of writhes and sizzles and the steam of the rain is just like pouring off of him. Haruthax. Um, Haruthax will pull out their little vial with mm-hmm. the flea in it. The bug boy. The, yep, the little bug boy. And uh, just kind of incant some words. Are those words, please finally work? Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of like weevils and things come spilling out of mm. the ship and just swarm across this person. Oh, yeah. Nasty ship bugs. Who needs to make constitution saving throw. I got an 18. All right. They passed. Oh. What is it about infestation that just, just will not take? Yeah. Oh. I might swap out that cantrip at some point if it never <laughs> Just because it's unlucky. Right. Apparently. Chris. So we only have uh, one guy left or two? Just one the crossbowman and, and the question mark. Yeah. Well, Mr. Crossbowman, you're about to get a little frostbite. Sounds good. You say crossbowman like it's a name? <laughs> yes, crossbowman. James Crossbowman. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a 16 total, which makes the save, unfortunately. Oh, my soul. So crossbowmen are very good at facing cantrips, apparently. Would you, like to, plan. would you like to reposition <laughs> or move? Yes, I would like to reposition so that I am harder to hit because I'm between uh, mm-hmm. Arvid and... I'm going to tip two or three of these corpses. There's yes, a little, like, little more uh, meat in the way. Ew, I got blood in my socks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tip, why? Tiptoe through the corpses is a rejected oh, Tiny Tim song. <laughs> and a really wicked metal band. Yeah. So, Arvid, you are raging and there's one last crossbowman. James Crossbowman. <laughs> and he looks you can see in his eyes that he's probably going to try to turn tail and run oh no and you're a little no. faster than him oh no you need, you need to smash that yeah um has he taken damage from us already? just a little bit okay yeah okay we'll just go for a regular old um so you just charge up at him are you going to recklessly charge at him Oh yeah, let's do that. So I will, I will recklessly charge at him. Perfect. And uh, and the saber is all a swinging, mm. and there's water everywhere. It's all right, I we're apologize. on a ship. Okay. Yep. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Extra real. She just pours her water on the table. <laughs> it's fully. This isn't ambient enough. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a uh, fifteen 10 hits. Arvid, you come charging forward and deal it ten damage in your rage. Um, and as he turns, pivoting to leave towards the little tiny rowboat that they used to get here, you just cut him at the knee and then down halfway through the calf and his body topples over into the water. And now for a word from our sponsors. It's late at night and you're all alone. Do you need a support companion? Has the music of your heart gone mute? Call 1-900-SEX-BAR. sex Our tantalizing troubadours and mesmerizing minstrels will give your love life inspiration. sex We'll serenade you, read you poetry, and roll seduction check after seduction check. sex All our bards are just like their charisma scores. 18 and over. sex bard 1-900-SEX-BARD. We'll hit on literally anyone. Sex bar.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, everybody. This is Zach. And Law. And we wanted to let everyone know that we are looking for sponsors. We offer pre-, mid-, and post-rolls, and we are especially looking for small businesses in the Portland, Oregon area or online who are just looking to get their word out there. We're always interested in things like cross-promotion, and we are also receptive to personal messages or any other kind of information that you want to get out there. We're also looking for some fake ads. As you have noticed, we have been using some fake advertisements from InWorld. Funny fantasy themes, if you have ideas for those, or you have ones that you can produce on your own and want to send them to us, we will credit you on the air, but we would love to get some people's ideas out there for either of these things, either to get an actual sponsorship with us and advertise yourself on our show, or get some fake ads out there and get some fun stuff going. You can contact us at admin at slapdashstudios.com, and you can find that information at slapdashstudios.com. Do you find yourself treading where evil makes its home? Do you often get caught off guard by goblins, gnolls, and osiers? Don't wait, come down to Stab and Steve's Sword Arm Emporium. We have swords of all sizes to help you protect your family and kingdom. We have long swords, short swords, falchions, and more. Are you a fine mess fighter? Check out our selection of rapiers and scimitars. Looking for something bigger? We put the more in Claymore. Stab and Steve's is where the damage goes to your enemies and not your bank account. This weekend only, buy any two swords and get a third of equal or lesser damage dice for half off. Free scabbards included with every purchase. Member of the Ivory Guard? Ask about our military discounts. Stab and Steve's Sword Arm Emporium. We'll get you sorted out. The moment that the things are done, I'm going to run to the hobgoblin and see if I can use Spare the Dying on him. <gasps> save the, oh, save okay. The uh, well, let's see. Yeah, it's only been maybe 40 seconds since he died, because that's what triggered you guys to run out onto the deck. His scream is the one that mm. gave it away. Uh, Suka, don't you do this to me. Live. Live, damn you. Um, <laughs> just rub my hands together until, like, fire and light start coming yeah, out of yeah. them, and I just give him, like, a like a, like a, like a defibrillation. Just his, his body convulses, and he says, Suck <laughs> Chris also goes to the body and then just starts mending his clothes for no reason. <laughs> My God, save the textiles! Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> save the textiles. And uh, the one black tongue that jumped out and started helping you guys seems to like reach up to his eyes and just kind of adjust something, and then he shifts into the form of Maven uh, with a little bit of Whoa. magic twinkling off of his ballroom mask. He says, "I am not much of a warrior. I apologize for that embarrassment." Did it maybe, just get warm in here? Maybe not the warrior, but you're certainly <laughs> full of surprises. Yes, that's something you should know about me if we're going to work together. I am a false facer. That sounds false interesting, facer. but I do not know what it means. What do you really look like then? Like this right now. This is who I am. This is who I will be dealing with. This is who I will have on the contract. I am Maven. Mm. And until I achieve my goals, I will remain Maven. But I've gotten your signatures, which are probably left in the room. The only thing left for us to get this paperwork rolling is to decide on a team name. We cut to a scene uh, with the group of you all once again getting blindfolds removed from your eyes. Uh, it is the next day, early in the morning, and you are handing over this ledger 
Yeah, this was definitely used as a detection item. It's a surprise they didn't kill you. You're very, very strong. I, I appreciate that you put so much effort into bringing me this ledger. It's very good for my businesses. Now, I must ask if you are interested in having me move forward as your patron. It seems some of my business partners are a little on the fence about whether or not they want to get involved with a bunch of nobodies. But, uh, you know, you've done the work for me, and I think you got the chutzpah. Hmm. Well, let's be honest here. I'm afraid that uh, maybe we should <laughs> pass on it this time. That's very fair. I understand. Thank you, though. Here's your 500 gold. And he slides you across like a little flute case of some kind, and you open it, and it's full of platinum pieces equaling 500 gold. Um, and the platinum pieces seem to have kind of like a starscape on them, like constellations. They're called zithers. That's super cool. I've <laughs> never super seen cool. so many zithers in yes. all my years. Whether or not you're going to move forward working for me as a patron, know that you have an ally here in Lucinelli with the Nethers, my gang. You've done us a favor and we will not forget this. Now please get out of my office, I have work to do. We cut to another scene with you guys at what looks like a pretty well-off tavern in, in the Silver Precinct. Very nice, like a three-story tavern with like an actual like set menu and themed cocktails and things like that. And uh, Sir Edinburgh's mm. there with like a the remaining bones of what was once a chicken dinner. Um, and you're all sitting, just drinking a regular beer that he has bought you. And says, oh, how was the old family compound anyway? I haven't been there since I was just a babe. Rather dusty last I saw it. Insufferable shithole. That sounds uh, about right. It's about as good as this beer. Some mm. sort of strange reptilian creatures no. have moved in. Uh, infestation. Oh dear. Well, sorry about all the bother then, but you've gotten my blade for me, and here's 250 gold now. If you go north into the Silver Precinct, there's a very large structure uh, not too far from the Five Guild Square uh, that's called the Bell and Bellows. Uh, it is a, a blacksmithing academy, and, and some of the uh, artisans that work there have students that are using commissioned work to increase their education. They would be happy to give you a good discount on some new gear. Just for, for note keeping, did yes, he sir. say Bell and Bellows? The or Bell and Bellows, Or yes. Bell and Bell and Bellows. <laughs> okay. Bell and good, Bellows. Good I'm not going to your penis, Smith. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's called the Bell and Bellows. That's right. And uh, he gives you a little piece of paperwork with his signature that says you guys can get a good, like, 20% off of some basic gear for metalworking, for especially armor and weapons. They're things like, uh, they're not going to be able to craft you, like, caltrops or crossbows or things, like, good knightly weapons. 250 gold dragons. So I wouldn't be able to get, like, a nice uh, wrought iron chandelier or something like that. No, that's a long commission work okay we cut to another scene which is you guys meeting what looks like in the shadow of the estate like kind of out back behind the gardens there's like a little game set up kind of like croquet but a weird fantasy version thereof that involves many shaped things that kind of lay out that you sort of ricochet the balls off of that like different angles sort of like a big plinko board laid out in the glass and desmond and delilah are there desmond seems to be very down and somber and he's kind of like sadly hitting a little ball with a mallet while delilah does the talking she says well, father rather laid into Desmond when, she, when he found out that uh, we'd had strangers on the compound, but you've done the job and I have the money squirreled away. And she kind of fishes into the side bag and pulls out another set of platinum, seeing the wealthy people in this town only use platinum to pay their bills. And she offers it out and says, so would you like me to talk to father about being the patron for your team? So exciting. That sounds uh, absurd. Uh, what he means to say is, um, uh, we appreciate your offer, but uh, we'll have to pass. I'm pretty sure what oh. I actually mean to say is that no, you should probably... What he means have a Friend. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a bit disappointing, but I will be watching every episode this season and cheering for you. Don't. And should you lose your boat again, please look us up. Oh, 
that's that's not unlikely. <laughs> um, and if you ever need to go on a trip to the Free Isles, please look us up. We're looking for a reason to take a cruise. Ooh, I do like a good cruise. We could use some more protection if we're on the road. Given how your uh, trips usually go, perhaps I will up there. <laughs> Arvid just bear-hugging Artyom in this big embrace. <laughs> we cut to the Five Guild Square. It is the largest market in all of Lucinilli. You guys now have 250 gold plus 75 divided by four, which I'll let you sort out, um, to go out and purchase some things for your group. So what kind of things do you think each of you is going to be looking for in your upgrade? Ooh, definitely a new coat. Um, I'll also say that you have an extra 20 gold on top of that based on selling a couple of crossbows and a cudgel that you found on some rogues. They didn't have any coin on them because they were on the job. On the job? On the job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just I'm, I've been watching so much British television, so I assume oh. you mean they're taking a shit. <laughs> well, they, they kind of did when it came to doing their job. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get a new shield. A new shield. Well, you have a new shield. Uh, I thought we we collectively had a new shield. Yes, which you were carrying. Oh. I think you're the only person in the party that uses a shield. Yes, I use a shield. He can use a shield, but you tend to go crossbow and sword. I do. Chris would be interested in a uh, new coat and mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, um, Foci. I have suggestions regarding money, if everybody's okay. Uh, our things come out to about 86.2, I think. We should each take 85, and then we return the remainder to our friend uh, uh, Christ, yes? No? yes. Uh, return to Christ, since he was willing to uh, bankroll us for such a long time. Does this sound good? That's right. It's good yeah. to me. 85 each, except you, you get, uh, let's see here, what about you, 5 times uh, 3 extra? What would it be? And uh, at that, we just see all of you kind of looking around at what the things you want to buy. Um, some of you being at the the bell and bellows, looking at some of the weapons and swords, sizing them up, uh, looking at different shields. And as you guys are stepping out into the street, you notice off towards the dock, a bunch of fireworks start shooting up into the sky. Huge exploding plumes of red and purple and orange. And the crowd just kind of goes quiet. And everyone looks up and starts cheering at the same time. Today is the day of the great exodus to the Grand Proving Grounds, and people are on their way to the dock to get to their ships. Do they do this every time I go shopping? Hi, everybody. This is Zach. And Law. And we want to take a moment and thank everybody who's been a part of this project. We want to thank Sam, who plays Arvid. We want to thank Michael, who plays Harfax. We want to thank Alante, who's playing Christ. I personally desperately want to thank Law for his unbelievable work as our GM, for the huge amount of fake commercials that he keeps turning out that keep killing me with laughter every time I hear them. I want to thank Chris Josie, who helped us with our editing on episode four, and hopefully he'll continue to help us from here on out. We also really want to thank our sponsors so far. They've been super great. But most of all, I want to thank you guys. You have been so unbelievably supportive and so instrumental in our growth. We're doing so much better than we ever could have hoped for, and we just keep growing every single day. If you're looking for more ways to support us, we always appreciate shares on Twitter, Facebook, and any other social media that you have access to. One of the best ways that these things spread is through word of mouth. Feel free to share with your friends, people you think share interests with this whole thing, and it really helps us early on to have comments and reviews and actual direct subscribers on places like iTunes and Google Play. It's unbelievably helpful. And we are going to be releasing every Monday, so please stay tuned to follow that. A little glance behind the screen here, as it were. Some people thought that we might have been scripted, um, and that's kind of a great compliment, so thank you very much for that. But I just want to ensure everyone that kind of how we do this is we're all just sitting at the table playing a normal, actual game of D&D. And as a DM, I don't really use any notes. I'm not reading off of anything. I have bullet points at best, and the characters as well don't have any insight on what's going to happen. This is all completely improvised. Kip and Storm have a little bit of planning, so I hope that's really fun for you all to listen to. There's a lot of really good, exciting stuff coming up with the team 
team joining the League of Ultimate Questing and trying to get through their trials. If you want to go to slapdashstudios.com, you can listen to all of the episodes. You can see some of the images we take of the battlefields. That's always a lot of fun. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Please subscribe and like those. Leave us some reviews, and you can follow us on YouTube at Slapdash Studios. Watch some of our Let's Plays. That would mean a lot to us. And until next time, we wish you luck. Thank you.